Hey everyone, welcome to Founders 365 with me, Stephen Haggerty. Today, I'm joined from by Wendy Glabin, all the way from the States. How are you today, Wendy? I'm good. Thanks, Stephen, for having me on the show. Thank you so much. I, I completely ballsed up that start, let's face it, but it's all good. Uh, Wendy, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, my first question, as always, with every single guest, is what do you do, Wendy? What do I do? <laughs> what do you do? Just tell me what you do, please. Okay, so what do I do? I'll do like that short, I'll do a short elevator pitch. Yeah, the elevator pitch, but you you know, imagine we have like 60 floors, so it doesn't have to be a... a, a okay, then I'm, I'll start with the elevator pitch. So I'm a 30-year marketing communications veteran. I've worked in corporate agencies and consulting. I founded my own agency in 2016, offering full-service marketing, executive writing, uh, public relations and social media advisory. I'm a tech columnist for equities. I write month of, once a month. My column's called Glavin's Tech Talk, and I'm a published writer. So, and I'm a proud mom of three grown boys who are two of them are in the other room who'll probably be like, "Oh my god!" Because <laughs> <laughs> she's too, they'll be like, "Oh, she's doing it again." She's on that. It's like that Geico commercial where the mother's like running out, like, yeah. oh, "Just like be quiet." <laughs> So you're, I would say that you're someone with a, a heck of a lot of expertise then, let's put it, to put it lightly. Thank you. Yeah. Um, what made you start your own agency in 2016 then? Because, you know, if you were working for the, you know, the comfortable working in terms of for other people, what made you do it on your own? So um, it's not really the best story, which is why I'm not going to give, give out name. I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, give names, but yeah. So probably, I mean, I worked at Burson Morris Deller, which is now Burson Conan Wolf. I worked in house at GE. And the thing is when you work for an agency, I won't say every agency, some agencies, they double and triple bill you out. Mm -hmm. So I was working for an agency full-time remotely in Chicago. And I was working with a FinTech startup. And he said to me, um, Boy, and, and we had to start everything from scratch, like his Twitter, his LinkedIn, his, you know, uh, website, content marketing, all that stuff, PR. So he said, Twitter really costs a lot a month. And I don't remember what it was at the time. I said, what? Like it's, it was like $30 or $50 an hour or something like that. He goes, no, I'm being charged 150. I was like, what? Like I had no idea. Yeah. So I was being double, no, not double. I was being triple billed out. Mm -hmm. and, um, that really bothered me because I feel like, you know, at least as a representation of me, like I want to charge the value of the service. So while that's not a good statement to make, because it's kind of like, oh, well then, you know, the value of the service means perhaps it doesn't cost that much, but it really doesn't. I mean, if you're 30 years experience, it doesn't cost $500 to write a press release. You know, it doesn't cost some of the amounts of money that's being charged. So, you know, I have kind of this niche where um, I, my expertise is technology and I work a lot with startups in mm -hmm. uh, blockchain, artificial intelligence, financial technology, financial services. And so I have like a sliding scale. Typically, agencies charge $10,000 per month. But obviously, if you're a startup, I mean, you don't have that kind of money. <laughs> so I think it's more fun to work with like startups or companies that are in a growth stage because yeah you know, things happen faster. It's like you're in the, you know, from the ground up, you're, it's sure. more collaborative, that sort of thing. So do, you find, do you find working with those people also more rewarding for you? 
Um, it's rewarding when, um, uh, you know, there's uh, a former client of mine that was so shy. Um, I, uh, she had a blockchain company and she's Chinese and she, she has a bit of an accent. And she came up to me at this event and just said, you know, hi, you know, nice to meet you, you know, that type of thing. And yeah. then I worked with her and um, like practice. I had her keep reading the pitch and, you know, helping with the writing. And anyway, she was chosen to be part of Columbia Accelerator. Oh, wow. Program. So that's, that's like really exciting for me. I work with another um, blockchain startup, Blockchain Wallet. Um, mm -hmm. His name is Ruben Mayer. And he's like another one who's, you know, they starts out. And then I think some sometimes it has to do with, the level of confidence i'm saying for any for any of us it's kind yeah, of like, yeah, like sure. that or it's like the imposter syndrome and then once you like get the push then you know you get going so I'm, yes it's been really it's been extremely rewarding and what i've been and that push for you was what in, in terms of that confidence and that push for you then you know uh, f what is it four years ago 2016 uh are you glad you did it yeah, and also um, what what you were saying that um, you know I felt like you know I come from I, my father was an attorney and I just believe in you know charging people fairly and mm -hmm. um, you know being really transparent and like yeah. I spoke to a startup yesterday and they said you know we you don't have a lot of money and it's like okay let's not talk about that now let's just talk about what you want to do and what you know we might accomplish at some other time so yeah you know i prefer refreshing then yeah i pre thank you i prefer to work with people that way the other thing is is i'm really honest mm. so um i'll tell you a funny story so a company said to me um you know we want we want you to get us public relations and that's earned media i don't do any advertising i don't use the wire services so I said, okay, well, the thing is you need to change the writing on your website because most typically um, websites are difficult to understand. They're too text heavy. They yeah. use buzzwords like we're revolutionary, we're disrupting, we're the simplest, the best, the easiest judgment words. So I started to explain that to him and said, you know, just the content needs to be changed so that, you know, people understand. So he says to me, I don't need a writing lesson from you. So I said, I'm not giving you a writing lesson. I'm telling you what you know editors are going to look at, or the journalists or people are going to look at. So I said, what do you do for what do you why what do you do for a living? He goes, I work on Wall Street, and all of a sudden I think, oh my god, that's like my my ex husband. So he's like, okay, fine, send me a proposal. And I never followed up because I was like, if if a relationship is already starting out that way, where I'm yeah. trying to be helpful and someone's saying, don't tell me how to write, then I I, I never even followed up. <laughs> it's not like I have the luxury, like, oh, I'm, I have so much money. It's I can like choose my clients. It's more just, I think it's really about, you know, building the relationship. It's all yeah. about relationships. Definitely. And actually you do have the luxury of choosing your clients, even if you don't have hundreds of them, even, even if someone was saying that, you know, their first client, I would always say, look, work for someone, work with someone that you're going to get on with. Like you said, if that relationship is, is, is itchy from the start, it's not going to get better. It doesn't wake up and suddenly you both get on really well. No, that's like a lesson. I mean, a lesson that I learned um, because sometimes uh, I, I over deliver. So I really do a lot of work and research and sometimes don't get paid for what I deserve. Um, I mean, get paid really low. 
Yeah, yeah. So I learned that lesson, meaning only within the last year or two, that you know sometimes I just have to say no. Mm. But I don't have a, I don't have the luxury. It's not like people are banging down my door to hire me. <laughs> um, but it just makes me feel good about myself. Like it just it goes to my values. It's, yeah. You know, being honest, being transparent. You know, telling clients what they don't clients or prospects what they don't want to hear. Yeah. Um, I'd want to tell the truth. Why so, do you think? Why do you think? Especially in marketing, I guess is is what I'm edging, egging on here. Why do you think that's not always the case? You know, because when someone's honest and transparent like yourself, like I said, it it is refreshing, but it shouldn't be refreshing. It should be the norm, right? Well, I think in general, I mean, you know, people don't necessarily want to hear things that are negative. Mm -hmm. So Very true. you have to like build up a thick skin um, to be able to, you know, it's like taking rejection. Like someone creates a website and they put their heart and soul into it. And then I'm like, listen, it's too text heavy. It's too wordy. It's too, you know, so. You it, shoot it down. Yeah. So it, it's hard to, I think it's hard to take that. It's hard to take any sort of rejection. Mm. So I try to sort of um, balance it by, you know, by giving a suggestion, not, okay, this sucks. And like, yeah. you know what I mean? Giving a suggestion. So, um you know, everybody's talked about this, you know, it's like a, almost like a buzzword. We need to be more transparent. We need to be more vulnerable. We, but I yeah. think good about something good about this, these difficult times is that we're having to be more, having to be like this, you know, because we're on virtual calls more, you know, I'm in my bedroom. I mean, you're obviously at your home and yeah. you know, we, we have to, so it, it's forcing us to be more vulnerable, which I think what? is, which is good. On that topic, then, how do you think marketing and and like relationships, PR relations, are going to change after this? If if at all, maybe they're not, or do you think they will? I mean, I think what it, it really comes down to is people. You mm. know, I I want to just read you this quote because I did a webcast last week. Um, free. Hold on, I want to read you this quote. Not, it's not my quote. Um, <laughs> It's just a really good quote. Yeah, it's a really good quote because it answers your question, but in a much more, um, hold on. I'll play some hold music. Do, 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 do. Okay, listen to this. So I did this, it's called, um, it's it's sort of, it's like the Glavin's Tech Talk where I try to educate C-suites about technology. So I've been kind of branding that Tech Talk. So Tech Talk, how to become more marketable, mm -hmm. Tech Talk on a LinkedIn group um, from newbies to savvy. So today the um, webcast was uh, is live to download. So thanks for da da da. And then I said, if you listen, I hope it sparks you to learn more about technology. As IBM CEO Arvind Krishna said, "quote The company needs people who say, hey, my mind is plastic. I can expand it. I can learn more. People who are more resilient in the face of obstacles and challenges." So I, what I try to talk to people about is, or speak about a lot is instead of thinking our, of our careers as one long trajectory, if you look back at your background, your experiences, your relationships, your interests, your hobbies, you can find common common um, patterns and transferable mm -hmm. skills. So um, I'll give you two like silly examples. One is um, I went to a 
a uh, discussion about networking just to back, you know, back my friend. Um, and so it's sort of basic, but one thing she did was she wanted to separate people into groups. And she said, I don't want you to say where you're from or what you do. What she said, one person will be a penguin farmer and two of the other people will be um, reporters. And the penguin farmer is moving the penguins to blank. Okay. So I said, okay, I'll be the reporter. So I'm like firing all these questions. Like, how are you going to transfer them? Do, like, do they each have names? Like you know, <laughs> firing question after question. Like, how are you going to feed them? Like, what do you, blah, blah. Anyway, so where does that come from? Well, my oldest son used to work at the Central Park Zoo in the penguin department. Amazing. So, so that's like a silly example of where we can take from our past. And mm. the other example was my, one of my sons was like, could you cut my hair? I was like, yeah, I cut like my friend's hair in the dorm room in college. And so a friend of mine was like, I didn't know you had that skill. And I said, well, no, I'm not going to become a stylist. But, you know, if we th if we're more sort of flexible about thinking about our backgrounds and don't don't get so stuck in like I'm a marketing person, I'm a PR yeah. person. So that's what inspired me to learn about technology. I just got, you know, I realized in looking back that that's actually been the thread throughout my career, but I didn't really own it, nor mm. did I really own that I was a writer. I've written probably for, well, like a hundred years. Cause I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm getting up there in age, but the thing is I also didn't own that. So I think some of it is like owning it. Like, you know yeah. what? I am a writer, like I can write. And then that led to the tech column and that sort of thing. Do but you think that, do you think that owning it started off when you decided to go off on your own and start your own agency? I think it's, I think owning it, well, here's what happened. So I was in a taxi that crashed with a Mack truck. Previously, years before, I had two knee replacements. So I founded my agency in August 2016. I was in the taxi and Mack truck crash November 28, 2016. So I was bedridden with a full right leg brace. Wow. Knee smashed against a taxi partition. I couldn't move my legs. So... Mm -hmm. um, I had a torn MCL on my knee replacement. So um, I was at home in bed, like how am I yeah. supposed to work? So um, I hired a mentor and a business advisor and she kind of gave me homework assignments every week with, which kept me going. And um, so, and then I ended up having to have surgery September, 2018. So an MCL replacement on my knee replacements. So, um, I think that's when prior to these surgeries, um, she, she said to me, you know, why don't you, you know, really like do more writing because that's what you can do when you're, you know, laying at home in your bed and that sort of thing. So I would say that prior to these surgeries, I was started to think about, you know, what you just said, like owning, okay, I've worked in technology. I know technology yeah. just, so it's a good time to read, to get caught up, to, you know, spark an interest in something new. Like, for example, marketing and PR people, you're, we don't have, people say to me, like, what type of events do you go to, meaning prior to this time? It's like, I, I don't go to events with marketers or PR people. <laughs> yeah. I go to events with, like, tech people or events exactly. with financial people. It's such a common networking thing that people get so wrong. Yeah, like you you go to, my dad, who died young, he was 68, he was a lawyer, but I, I remember I said, where can I find a boyfriend? And he said to me, 
go to the places where the people you would like to meet would be. So I said, do you mean like I should go to a law library? Because I wanted to be a lawyer. And he was like, yeah, I mean, that's a good example. So I think that stayed in my mind for what is it, 28 years or 30 yeah. years? You know, go to the places where the people you would want to meet would be. For sure. In, in, when when that accident happened, that car crash happened, and you were, like you said, bedridden, what kept, other than hiring a mentor that gave you that homework, in terms of the mindset behind it, what kept you going? Because so many people would be like, oh my God, I've just started. Now this has happened. Oh, you know, it's not, it wasn't meant to be, or all these other things that the story that they tell themselves. For you, it obviously was like, no, I'm going to change things. I'm going to adapt. What made you do that? Or have you always thought like that? I think always have thought like that. Um, I'm sort of uh, scrappy. <laughs> you know, I, when I graduated from college, I mean, I had to work in college. I had to give blood. I worked in a cheese shop, all this kind of stuff. I grew up uh, upper middle class, but my parents were like tough love. Yeah. So I was like, you're out right after college. <laughs> I worked at GE, which at the time I had no interest in working in-house at GE. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that, um, I think, when you have to, so when, and then we moved to New York after I was married and my, my, my uh, now ex-husband was fired after two, our two month honeymoon from Goldman Sachs. Wow. So it's like, I think what happens is if you keep having to make all these changes, you become naturally more resilient. Yeah. Rolling with the punches. Yeah. I mean, it's not that easy. I don't want to make it seem like, Oh yeah, it was like no problem. Like laying in my bed and all that. But I would say that, um, there's a famous book by Carol Dweck. She's a psychologist. She's studied um, mindset for years. And she talks about two kinds of mindset, a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. And they mm -hmm. can be, you can be taught to have a growth mindset. So for example, uh, if a student in, in school, this is a very easy example. So they get a C on a math test. So they say, forget it. I just like suck in math. I'm no, I'm no good at it. So that's yeah. a mindset a growth mindset is like well i still have the rest of the semester to pull up my grade i can you know meet with the teacher that sort of thing so i'd say that um one i do a ton of reading um that i that i think is really helpful like that book growth mindset mm -hmm. and I, you know her the point of the whole book and she goes through all these different professions that you know it it has to do with your you know, being curious, being interested, being open, and, you know, and then you can, you can learn. I mean, yeah. I think that anyone can learn almost anything. Agreed. A hundred percent. It's, uh, it, it is a super interesting topic when you start looking at how people react to things. Uh, like the, the math test is such a great example. Uh, and I hope that actually with mindset and, um, you know, growth mindset, fixed mindset becoming much more of a a norm in terms of conversation that will then have a really nice impact on future generations uh just because obviously the more people that are dealing with mindset and learning about mindset is going to have a nice uh knock-on effect whereas i suppose you know 10 years ago it wasn't something that was spoken about all the time i agree with you and then if you think about like what's going on today obviously mm. everyone's had to you know like let's you're saying students and like younger people everyone sure. had to adapt I mean, we've had no choice. We no. Have, it's like if you get fired, you have no choice but you either adapt or like you can't just keep going back into the office. Right. <laughs> so I think that this this is really going to teach people if they look at it this way that yeah. you, know, you know we can we can 
move on to different things and learn new things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you, you'll probably be surprised at this because I'm outgoing and I, I've spoken at events and global events and that kind of thing. But doing live streaming and live videos was really hard for me. So I just did the first of that like three weeks ago, like a Facebook live, like, yeah. it, you know, it, and I, I decided because I was sort of, oh, God, you know, I don't want to do this. I'm working from my bedroom and all that. So I put on this um, baseball cap and I said, <laughs> uh, welcome to Glavin's frat house. So I just it kind of like more casual and fun. But um, so I, you know, it has to do all, all of this is going to have to do with people. It's like the mm -hmm. IBM, the quote I, from the IBM CEO, you know, people ha have to you know, think differently. And that's why I'm saying that the takeaway is just think about your background. And yeah. what, like, for example, if you've traveled or if your hobby is bicycling or if you're hot, you know, cooking, blah, blah, blah. There's so many different things you can do. You can expand upon those things. Yeah. In terms of your clients, then what's sort of the typical issues that they uh, they're they're coming up with at the moment that you're helping them with? So, I mean, the issues are raising funding, of course. Common. Um, the issue is, um, you know, now, like, and I say now, and obviously this is not going to bring me money, but I say like now's not the time to be selling. Mm -hmm. um, it's just like a real turnoff to people. So that's kind of a, you know, that's a difficult thing to figure out. But the sales is, is a big turnoff. And I, you know, I say, to clients, like you have to think about a way, ways in which, you know, you want to help, however that might be. I mean, yeah. I saw a commercial from Frito-Lay and it was just really powerful. They didn't talk about the chips or anything. They just had like black with white, like we're not talking about our brand. We took down our advertising. We da da da. We just want you to know that we're, you know, um, we're um, contributing 1 billion to fight this pandemic. Wow. And no sales, no nothing. I mean, I thought that was like really brilliant, brilliantly mm -hmm. done. So not like making believe that like, oh yes, we're, I'm really care. I mean, I listened to some of your shows and I thought, oh God, you know, these, the people that you've had are doing such incredible things um, for COVID-19. Um, so, um, you know, I think to be honest about what you can do and you cannot do. So I can yeah, help sure. individuals. I can help my family. I can help you know, hopefully people who listen to a podcast like yours, but, um, you know, I think just be honest about what you can do and, and your value and your mission. So I sort of tend to say to clients, you know, maybe take a step back and think, don't think about selling, think about, you know, what differentiates you in the marketplace. It's like, you know, that book, Start With Why, Simon yeah. said, so it's like, start with why, why did you want to start this company? What is your mm. mission? What is your value? You know, how are you looking to help, you know, other people? Like, what about your competitors? You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And it's something I've mentioned a few times on the podcast is this is a, this is a first time for a lot of people that are going to have more time on their hands. Um, and I think like what you just said in terms of actually go back and look at your why, look at why you're doing things, look at your business, look at your message. And uh, it's a really great opportunity for business owners, founders, entrepreneurs, whatever they call themselves, to really reconnect with their business. Because, you know, you mentioned funding rounds there. I think a lot of uh, founders and CEOs 
get quite disconnected with their business when they're going through those funding rounds because all they're thinking about is like Excel spreadsheet. Who am I speaking to today? What? How much are we trying to raise? I need to raise another hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. And they get caught in this cycle of of just this VC world of trying to raise cash. And if they've if they've got even you know five employees, let's say you're you're going to be a bit disconnected from them. So that's such a good advice. Just saying, look, hold off, chill out, relax. Exactly. It's not a race. I think a lot of people thought that they had to do things within three months of kicking off or within six months of kicking off. Yeah. And also, um, I mean, I, this, I tell clients all the time. So this is just like every single website. It, I, mm -hmm. it always starts with the website. Like it cannot be text heavy. It's got to be engaging. Like, you know, put a video on it. You know, I tell them that all the time and they're typically um, not as open. It takes a lot of convincing for me to get yeah. them to change their content. Um, because, you know, if you're a tech, a data scientist, that's a good example since that's who I just spoke to. So if you're a data scientist, right, you don't, your, your mindset is not like a marketing mindset. No. You, know, you want to get your product, you know, out there, you, you know, you have an invention. And so, you know, I need I I try very hard to like convince and persuade that look this you know you understand it in this way but you're going to lose you know prospects or customers or whatever if you talk about x y and z like if they don't understand what these terms are then they're just going to you know just they're they'll go on to somebody else yeah do you find that they listen to you yes i'm <laughs> i'm a pretty I'm not, listen to me, I'm not a strong advocate of myself. I'm not. I'm a strong advocate for my clients. Um, and I'll go back to my dad again, but I really wanted to be a lawyer. And he, he was a prosecutor. And he said, Wendy, you can't see the other side. Until you see the other side, you're not going to win your case, mm -hmm. which he was, he's right. I mean, he was right at the time and is right for many, many years. But um, I am more of an advocate for my clients or for ideas as opposed to for myself. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, lo I'm looking down cause I have like a ton of books and, um, I usually, you know, cause I do research and read every day. I, I do, I guess that's like my own meditation. Yeah. Um, and so then I, you know, I usually come up with, well, if you don't believe me, perhaps you believe Harvard business review who just wrote, you know, in uh, April, uh, April 25th, 2020, that X, Y, Z. You know, I convinced this other CEO of a fintech AI AI company startup. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to talk about their API. So because I was up to date, right? So then I was like, well, you know, Forbes wrote an article called Deciphering APIs. McKinsey did a spread on APIs. So why are you saying that, that that's not newsworthy? Yeah. And then sometimes if, I'll, if, if I'm already like have a good relationship, and they'll be like, well, how do you know? I'll say, because I have 30 years experience. <laughs> and I said, it's to my benefit for you to be successful. I mean, it's, it's, it hurts me if you're not successful. Yeah. You're not trying to be vindictive. <laughs> you're helping them. No, no, no. Never, never, no, never vindictive. Yeah. I think more what you're saying that if late, more of late, if I get this gut that it's turning into like an argument, mm. I just, I, I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't want to be a part yeah. 
it's not it's it's just not worth it is it it's, it's just not worth your time and energy most of the time no um, i mean if you go to a, a doctor or a lawyer i mean are you sitting and challenging like what they do <laughs> you know what uh, I mean? look, look on medicalmd.com or whatever that website is that just you google it and it's always the worst case scenario when all you've got is a headache exactly right no you're not only right no more uh, dr google no yeah no, yeah Doctors must hate Google. Thinking about it now, they must really hate. It. They do hate Google. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's fast forward then. You know the the Wendy Glavin agency. What what's your plans for it moving forward? Where what do you, where do you want to go with it? Um. So I've been um, so far doing a lot of not a lot. I've been doing you know podcasts, webinars, um, webcasts. Um, I'm yeah. trying to. Um, tell people that and teach people the fact that technology is going, not, it's not going away. Okay. So instead of just thinking about the technology tools that we can use, you know, perhaps in terms of whatever it is that you do for a living, like it is in terms of the top hard skills. So like number one is like blockchain data science, you know, yeah. um, uh, data analytics, soft skills, or, you know, well, you know what soft skills would be like collaboration, creativity, mm -hmm. innovation, so, I mean, you can take courses, I mean, at Coursera for free. You can take a, I took a free course in blockchain and cryptocurrencies, like just, I don't know, like a week ago um, from the, from Wharton, from, you know, from um, University of Pennsylvania, the Wharton School, the business mm -hmm. school. So you can take courses online. You can actually get a certificate in something for like $50. So it's so easy to learn. Yeah. I mean, you have to have that, you have to, not you one has to get over that hump of like well no it's like too complex it's too yeah. you know well, it comes back to what you said earlier about the growth mindset though 100 percent. it's uh you've, you've got to be in that space where it's never been easier and every day this is a fact it's never been easier to learn you know there's never been more information out there than there is right in this moment uh so it's very little excuses for people when they say oh, i haven't been able to figure that out so I've been in an interesting, I got invited to, and I don't even know what the thing is. It's called Lunch Club AI. And you, you, I just got an invitation. And what you do is you select how many meetings you want per week. So if you do two meetings per week, it's free. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you say like, what are your goals? Like either to discuss projects, you know, brainstorm with peers, mentor others, that sort of thing. So I've had six really uh, uh, positive conversations. One in which I want to talk to you about is a um, guy I spoke to the other day and he was working at ESPN and he's uh, has, and that's interesting to me, of course, because of my son who's majoring in sport management. So we talked a bit about that and I asked him if he watched the draft and then um, he said, now he's working for a cybersecurity company. So I said to him, have you, you know, the great hack, right? With Brittany mm -hmm. Carter. Yeah. You know that the whole, you know all that the Cambridge Analytical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said to him, you know, you should watch the Great Hack. I said it's a documentary. It's true. Oh well, you know, I don't know. I said, listen, you just said that you're like in, <laughs> in cybersecurity from sports, so it's like the best thing to watch. And then people's people typically say, well, our data is already, you know, our data privacy is gone. There's nothing we can do. But okay, fine. But at least get educated about it. Mm -hmm. So I said to him, please, because I'm speaking to him tomorrow. I said, please just do me a favor. And I could tell he was young. He's like the age of my kids. I said, 
okay, now I'm going to sound like a mom, but you have to watch <laughs> this documentary. Like it will teach you what you need to know when you work at a cybersecurity company. Yeah. When you speak to him tomorrow, you expect in a full episode notes. Exactly. I'm going yeah. to do it. I actually, you gave me an idea. I think I'll do a test. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a 20 question test. A surprise pop quiz. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a, it'll keep him on his toes as well, which will be good for him. I think the other thing is like what you're saying, you know, when you talk to other people, it generates ideas. Mm -hmm. I mean, you think that way, like yeah. I'm sure, like the guy that the ESPN guy. So then that had me think of new things and had him think of new things. So yeah, 100%. Um, that's one of the things I've learned from this podcast, you know, uh, your episode 98 in since the start of the year. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Two away from 100. Um, and yeah, sure, I've missed, I think I've missed like 10 or 15 or, or something like that. But it's the the quality of conversation that I have absolutely loved. Uh, and even if I ask, even if I asked the same question to every single person, it gives every single person gives a completely different answer. Um, and it's the, I, it's, I almost feel selfish at times for the, the amount of knowledge that I'm getting from these conversations. But it's also the fact that I've got to remember that actually, no, people do watch, people do listen. Uh, and hopefully they get some. I get the occasional message saying, hey, man, I really love that podcast or I love that specific episode. Um, and it's just fantastic to see the amount of people that are willing, like yourself, to to just talk about their, what's going on in their world, what's going on in their business, how they're interacting with people. Because I, I think that's really interesting is, you know, you could say, hey, yeah, this is my business. This is what we do. But the but the conversation we've just had is actually all about how you're interacting with people, and that's what people really love, uh, because it means that they can learn from it. And you know, people and I have another. I'm not going to tell the story, but another really um, traumatic story. Um, but what I've what people always say is like that's why I brought up this car crash and Mack truck crash. And by the mm -hmm. way, I'm still in a personal injury case. So let broadcast that thing all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, um, you know, I never wanted to talk about that. It's, you know, I carried a cane for a long time. I mm -hmm. went to South by Southwest with a cane. I felt like awkward, but, um, you know, people said it inspires other people. Yeah. I used to feel like it's too personal. It's too private. I don't really want to share like mm. mine, but you know, other everybody's fighting battles and you know there's a really great quote i'm not going to be able to say it exactly but it has to do with you know you, you know when you think that you that your your life is tough it's somebody else's fairy tale yeah and you know i mean it's it, you know people talk about well covid19 and but you know there's still people out there that are sick people that are oh, dying, yeah. you know so um i think it's also to to be able to be more compassionate, empathetic, mm. more grateful. I mean, those sound a little bit cliche, but you know, I do, for example, the, um, both, both guys that I mentioned, the, the let's say the ESPN guy and the other one, um, I, so we scheduled calls again, um, for tomorrow. So for example, I think the way it originally set up would be, or the way which originally would work is, Okay, so you give an I give an hour free consultation, and you you hear me I talk a lot, so people usually get more information, and then that's it. It's like okay, time to you know you need to pay. I do this for a living, but yeah. I just want to be. I feel like I almost feel like when one of the one of the guys said, 
well, what, you know, what would you charge? I almost felt like uncomfortable. I said, let's mm. not even like talk about that now. Let's just talk about, you know, what I mentioned to you before. So I think that it's, it's um, people giving more of their time not to get something in return, meaning to either help another person or, you know, if a person's feeling sad or what I like to do is um, I have um, a friend and she, I mean, she's my, my friend that's an attorney, but she takes, she's like, do you ever see um, Larry David, Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yeah, I used to love that show. Yeah, and then, well, it's still on, you know. Yeah, they've just relaunched it as well, haven't they? Yeah, and then um, I, I don't want to mention it, but I will say I did like Louis C.K. Um, yeah. And, you know, I know now people be like, oh, forget it. We're, we're not going to listen to this Wendy Glavin episode. But, <laughs> you know, I like to look at the irony, you know, the, the funniness, like turning this, like these difficult situations into something that's funny. Yeah. Um, there's a hilarious video that somebody posted on Facebook. So it's this family that does these videos. I mean, they have to be professional. They've got like more than a million views. And it has like the noon one. One is um, the, the husband. They're unbelievable. The husband is, so it's called, um, I see your true colors. So then it's, his wife is like, her hair is, because this is for all women, like our hair is getting darker and we're not used to coloring it at home. So he's singing, but like really beautifully, like I see your true colors coming through. Your hair is yeah. really blonde, brown, and it's not really <laughs> blonde. And I mean, it's just, so it's funny taking some of these things and turning it into, you know, like the irony of it. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, put, it, put, in people, put in a smile on people's faces. Uh, which is what life's is about. Um, listen, Wendy, I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation, but I would yeah, love for you too. to just leave me with uh, something I ask all my guests. And if you were going to speak to a founder or business owner right now, what would be your top three tips in this current situation to help them get through just business at the moment? And I mean, you've already given uh, like 101 tips, but if we can just focus it down to three. Okay, so um, it's it's a difficult thing to answer because we're in a pandemic. Mm -hmm. I would say, number one, stop selling to people. People don't want to be sold to. Um, that's just, it, it really is, it's always the case. People never want to be sold to. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that takes like a special type of, um, a special type of, um, uh, managing, you know, so that it's yeah. not really selling, but it's helping. And, but I think to show people that you care to, br to bring out your like true side. Yeah. Bring out your true colors. Yeah. Because <laughs> exactly. Because, um, you know, people don't hire you for what you do. People yeah. hire you for what you are. And I'm going to leave you with like a famous quote, which is, I I'd like to take credit, but I can, it's Carla Harris, managing director of Morgan Stanley who said what I was saying in the beginning, if you look back at your experiences, your background, your personality, your relationships, your interests, your hobbies, and bring your authentic self to the table, mm -hmm. that's your competitive advantage. So in other yeah. words, people don't hire me because I do marketing or maybe you know hire you to do a podcast. They hire people for, for other people. So. Yeah you know, bring your personality and who you really are to the table because then people will trust you and trust is at the heart of the most of all successful relationships, whether in business, personally, whatever, just bring your authentic self to the ta table so that people trust you. 
Yeah, and, and that is an excellent way to finish off our conversation. Uh, one last question, though, Wendy. If anyone wants to get in touch with you, speak to you, chat to you, pick your brains, however it is, what's the best way for them to do that? So they can email me, and I'm going to spell it, at Wendy, W-E-N-D as in dog, Y, uh, at Wendy Glavin, that's G as in George, L as in love, A as in apple, V as in Victor, I, N as in Nancy, Wendy at wendyglavin.com. I'm on Twitter. You can DM me on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. However, Facebook, I do have a business one. I'm not that active on Facebook business. My personal is Wendy Zucker, Z-U-C-K-E-R Glavin. So think of Dr. Howard Zucker, who I don't know if I'm related to or not. Um, that's, that's for a later episode. We're going to do a full test. We're going to find out. We're going to we're going to crack this puzzle. Yeah. Uh, so and no. go to my website, wendyglavin.com. But you know, please feel free to contact me directly. Um, and you certainly can call me as well. Excellent. Wendy. Thank you so much for coming on. I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Me too. And as, as I say to people who are not from London who say cheers, I'm like, okay, you're not allowed <laughs> to say cheers or like brilliant if you're not from London. Yeah, very so true. Because I'm with you. Cheers. Cheers. There we go. I love that. I haven't said cheers in ages, actually. Jeez. Oh, you what? don't say brilliant? Brilliant. No, I say brilliant all the time. Yeah. Why didn't I, 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 I hear that in the podcast? Like, yeah. Glavin, you're brilliant. <laughs> you're brilliant. You're brilliant. Cheers for coming on. Thank uh, there you we go. So Thank you so much, Wendy. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening and watching. This has been Founders 365. Thank you. Bye.